Greetings and salutations and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that happens not in a place in history, but in a time of recasting movies. We are at the tail end of our journey with some of movie's greatest directors. We've watched a silent film with Hitchcock, crossed blades with Kurosawa, and had an intergalactic friendship with Spielberg. But But now it's time to ask, what's the deal with Stanley Kubrick? What's the deal with Stanley Kubrick? To guide us down this river, we've got our ace fighter pilot, Hassa. Hello. And trying to take out the enemy is myself, Chris. Because I really, really want to. We are starting, as we did with our previous directors, with their first theatrical film. And this one is probably the first one where the director doesn't want you to watch it at all. I can see why. (laughs) So here we go with Kubrick's Fear and Desire. Yeah. This is... A terrible movie. The most student movie we have ever watched on this show. This is getting my vote for worst movie of the year. (laughs) And we're only second month in. Worst movie. This is pretty bad. But do do you agree with me? Like, It is a student film. It's... Four or five guys mm-hmm. with generic military uniforms in a generic wood, wooded setting. One building, which could be anywhere. Like, yep. Um, Technically, there's the two buildings, but one building is basically the set. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> they even use the same actors for the good guys and the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Which I think you could play with to make better. But we'll get to that. You, you um, could, but no. <laughs> but yeah, this was... Uh... <sighs> no, this sucked. But it was very Kubrick. It was, and I did not enjoy it at all. Yeah. It I was... I didn't either. It was kind of a slog to get through. So it was a slog, and it's only an hour long. Yeah. It's like a short movie. Mm-hmm. There is one particular scene... That I could not stand. And that is... Was it the sexual assault scene? Sexual assault scene, but the beginning of that, where he's trying to do his comedy routine. Oh, yeah. And he's like, look, I'm the general. Look at me eating. And Mm -hmm. I was like, one, this goes on way too long. What is this? (laughs) Two, what the actual fuck? And three, this is the most annoying thing I have ever watched in forever. (laughs) And I nearly just like fast forward. She doesn't that. say anything. She never speaks. Which is super weird. Super weird. And it just but he just goes insane out of nowhere. Yeah. Kind of. Like they do build it to like he... They they don't. The like they the only building they get is the fact that he is kinda depressed that they, they killed those two yeah. men in that cabin. That was it. Ooh, three guys in the cabin. No, it's just the two guys. No, the two guys in the cabin, and then somebody. Oh comes yeah, in. right, right. And then they shoot the one guy. They yeah. shoot him. But yeah, that was that was pretty much it. And but yeah. then after that, he just loses his absolute mind yeah. and and goes like super terrible. The laughing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it is laughing. It is laughing <laughs> in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not somebody getting tortured. <laughs> but like someone's watching this movie in the background. Oh God. <laughs> It was just like I did not enjoy this. Yeah, and I can see. And you're not the only one. I know, because the Rotten Tomato score on this one weren't great. <laughs> well, 
Well, let's let's do some fun facts because okay. I want to talk about them because okay. it also talks about them. Okay, fun fact it up. So fun facts with Chris is better than the movie. <laughs> and we're going to start with number one, and this is why I wanted to do the fun facts. Stanley Kubrick disowned this film soon after its release and wanted to make sure it was never seen again by not re-releasing the print. What he didn't know was that Kodiak. Kodak? Kodak. Kodiak. Kodiak. Is, Kodiak is, bears. Is, is an island and a bear. <laughs> uh, Kodak, when making a print for the film, had a policy of making an extra print for its archives. It is this one that has survived where the DVD-R and VHS bootleg prints come from. Oh. That's so, too bad. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. It is terrible. Um, originally, this was shot as a silent film with a budget of $13,000. The budget went up to an additional $20,000 when the actors dubbed their lines in a studio. A March... Sorry, brief uh, pause. interlude. Go interlude. Ahead. Anyways, we were talking about the budget. Um, so in 1994, a retrospective on the film, and the film comments fixed the total budget at $40,000. For what? The entire budget of the but, film. Like, what did they spend it on? They spent thirteen on actually filming, and then the rest on uh, dubbing in their lines, which you can tell. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one. Uh, so this was thought to be a lost film, and one researcher had suggested that Stanley Kubrick had destroyed the negative following the death of Joseph Bernstein, the film's distributor. Bootleg copies abound, however, and there's one legal print in all of the Americas. Oh. It is located at the Kodak Archives in Rochester, New York. The Stanley Kubrick estate allows viewings of the film with provision. Provisio? Provisio. Proviso. Proviso. Thank you. Sorry, I was burping at the same time. <laughs> that it is screened by individuals and not groups. That the print never leaves the building in which it is housed and that it cannot be duplicated in whole or in parts. I wonder how we got it on VHS and DVD. <laughs> it already has been. Yeah. Um, as the budget was so low, Stanley Kubrick had to improvise to create fog for one scene. He used a crop sprayer, but it was still filled with insecticide and nearly <laughs> asphyxiated his cast and crew. He nearly killed them all. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Um, a little more fun facts. Uh, Sidney's story is, re- is a retelling of The Tempest by William Shakespeare. The song he sings later on the beginning, uh, or on, later on, is the beginning of Full Fathom 5, coming from Act 1, Scene 2 of the play. Okay. And last but not least, the actors were paid $100 a week, plus room and board. So this is so again, a student film. Where's the $40,000 go? <laughs> Five actors, six actors. Jesus. A plane? They had to rent a plane? No, they didn't. Did they have a plane? Yeah, they did, but it was through binoculars. That could have easily been stock oh, footage. Yeah. The only thing that they really had to have done was a car. A truck at one point. That mm-hmm. was it. Like, Because the plane could have been stock footage. A raft? You know, they had to make a raft. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly had oh. to make a raft. The yeah. dubbing on this too it was, was rough. Just, yeah, it's it. But like, see, for me, like movies from the the fifties and sixties, they're like that a lot. Yeah, right. So I, I didn't really mind too much of that, but I just this this movie is all over the place. Yeah, and like the like, characters are just so flat. You but you can tell what he was going for. You can. 
right. he was trying to make a statement, which <clears throat> I think he does way better in another movie. In, like, Full Metal Jacket or... <laughs> in or several other movies. movies. <laughs> the next movie. Yeah. But, like, even that whole opening narration where it's like, this is a war, but it's not one that we have fought. Or maybe it is. Oh. Yeah. It's like, it, it tried too much on the nose to be like, we don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. But we're just going to speak about the insanity of war. Yeah. It was a little, uh... And they're like, we're, we can't go today. Like, how many days did this take? Like, four? Maybe? But I think that was kind of the point as well. Like, okay, so here's my thing. Give me your thing. This goes into what I want to change, too. Because hmm. I think this movie can be ripe... For what it wants to be, which is this psychological thriller mm-hmm. about people behind enemy lines during a shitty war, right? Because, right? like, one of the things that really bothers me, too, is like, oh, no, we're six miles behind enemy lines. Like, that's nothing. No, that's not even a half marathon. Like, <laughs> like I ran six you, miles you in, walk like, that hour. in two, two or three hours. Like, but you're it's good. Behind, but it's behind enemy lines. Like, but... We're just going to... S- Float down the river. Like, that's what I get. You waited four days, but you could have just... Swam down the river. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have been a lot less conspicuous than a raft. But anyway. Um, so that's kind of one of the things, too. Is like, we should be like, we're behind enemy lines. Where? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Everything went up in the plane. Right? Everything went up, except for our clothes. And we all look perfect. <laughs> um, but it, you really should, like, play on the fact that they're... They're scared. Um, I really did like the like weird overlapping narration bits hmm. where it was clearly what they were thinking. Um, and oddly enough, really kind of liked the fact that both the, the they played both the enemies and the heroes. Hmm. And I kind of want to keep that. But you're, I want to do welcome it. You're welcome to. Yeah. I want to do it a little bit more. I want to do everyone. They meet everyone. Um so like like instead of just the two, like the colonel and the captain, no, yeah, the general, the yeah, so the the, the general and the captain were the only two that they I, met. I didn't I didn't cast the captain by the way. I don't know if you did. No, well, again, I'm using, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but I because th- I think that's because like he notices. When he shoots himself, yeah, he notices that it's him. Like, These guys look right? very familiar. And I think there should be a part where you see um, Sydney meeting himself and just kind of like going opposite directions. Both of them are having some sort of mental breakdown mm-hmm. and this kind of like passing in the night type of thing. Um, I do want to take out the the sexual aspect of his freakout because I think it's it's weird. It's weird and it definitely doesn't play anymore. Um, I. I got a different story on that, but I'll keep going. That's fine. But I, I kind of want it to be like the person they capture, the, the girl in this case, mm-hmm. um, to be like, he sees her as like, not like a mother figure, but like, am I doing the right thing? Like, is this, mm-hmm. is this you know, should I be doing this, blah, blah, blah. And then like, in his mind, he's seeing her talking to him and like, kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the the imaginary version of her is like helping him on, where she's just standing there going, "I'm not doing yeah, anything." Yeah, exactly. Like, 
trying to think of a good example, but kind of like the devil on your shoulder type of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, cause like, yeah, he, and he should get like really upset when they kill the people in the cabin. Um, you know, maybe that's where you see Max other person for the first time and they kill Mac. Right. And then like, that's what he's, he's freaking out about. He's like, this is just our friends. Like these are us. Right. It's all us. It's all us. Um, but yeah, I think greens is people, but I really do think you could have this as sort of a weird, like supernaturally type. You could have this as a psychological. Yeah. And like, I really do think at the end, like the, the, you know, when they're back on the base, Mm-hmm. You know, instead of them just waiting by the river, <laughs> we're going to go to the river and wait. <laughs> um, they should be like, okay, we're going to get you on the plane to get out of here. Dun, dun, dun. And then it's, it's kind of like the loop type of thing, right? And then they get on a plane. And, and Mac Devin, and then Sydney are sitting in the back. And Devin Sawa are there. And... <laughs> like, no, we got to get off the plane. Devin Sawa. Okay, hold on. I got to change my whole cast list. <laughs> it's all, it's final destination, fear and desire. <laughs> The final fear and desire. <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah, I think you could yeah. write this as kind of this weird, like, borderline creepy, no. right? I, I I agree with you. So, so something I want to do with mine is I want all of the soldiers to have, like, not obvious, but different era uniforms. Hmm. Because I don't want them to be like, because they just kind of are, show up and they're all like, or for because they're all in different uniforms. I, I thought that too, or at the very least, um, what's his name, uh, Lieutenant Kobe Cor- Corby? Corby, should be Air Force and the other one should be Army. Yeah. So like, there should be a clear difference as to why they don't want to listen to this guy. But I also but want, he's the ranking officer type of thing. But I also want him to be like that, just bomber jacket and mm-hmm. hat, like. But and I want the other ones to be a little bit more like different in what they are yeah like you don't know if mac is a uh i was gonna say navy seals but i guess marine marine i was special, going with like marine special forces that world war ii marine yeah type of thing. i know this is probably supposed sas world war one uh, maybe this was probably more of like the, the two vietnam war I guess? no this was 53 oh shit yeah no this would have been 53 right 53 yeah so yeah. this wouldn't have been Korea anyway, or... like i kind of want different uniform looks so mm-hmm. they they don't look like they look like they're the same kind of country yeah but you don't know what era they are all from mm-hmm. um with sydney and the girl i was going somewhere with this one too sorry now um what i want from that i don't want the weird like yeah the, the sexualization of it and all that i completely lost what i was going to change with this <laughs> I'll get back there. Uh, one of the things with her is, I do want her to talk, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she's talking to Sydney, and I remember. The, oh, go no, before you forget. No, no, keep okay. going. I when got she's it. talking to Sydney in his brain, type of thing, he, she, she's talking regular English, blah blah yeah. blah. But when she's talking in quote unquote real life, yeah, have it as a language that doesn't actually exist. No, make up a language for the movie that is kind of vaguely European, maybe, but like I've slightly changed it I, but, by the ethnicity, yeah. but. So what I was going to change with it, and thank you, it, it, it did come back, is not that it's so much like, a, uh, am I doing the right thing? It's more of a Sydney telling him, like, we are these heroes. We're here to save you. We're saving you. Like, you uh, should be treating us as heroes. Yeah, the hero right? complex issue. Like, he has this huge complex. Like, 
why are you not thanking us for saving you while she's tied up mm-hmm. right like this whole and terrified and terrified and yeah. basically him like saying no no we're gonna save you we're saving you everything like and have that build up and mm-hmm. then it's basically he shoots her right yeah because she flees but you can build in that whole like you should be thanking us we're the we're the best mm-hmm. like you you probably find me attractive and like he's glad you kind of degrade yeah. it down right and then um but but yeah it, it I, should... I like the fact she doesn't talk for a bit because it does add this weird like mm-hmm. is she understanding or is she just like not talking not talking um but i probably have my girl same thing my girl <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i probably have her still did you get that that actress the actress to play her yeah <laughs> I can't remember who that actress was anymore. She pops up every now and then when I look for stuff because mm. she's still a, a working actress. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what I saw her in last, but it was like I saw her and I'm like, "Is that the girl from My Girl? Holy shit, it is!" <laughs> I'm gonna look this up because now it's gonna totally bug me. Yeah. Anna Chomsky. Yes, Anna Chomsky. Yeah. yeah. Wow, she actually looks very she familiar. Was in... She was in Veep. Was it Veep? Uh, yeah, she was yes, in Veep. That's what it was. Because <laughs> I remember seeing her and being like. Is that <laughs> is, is that her? She was in Robot Chicken for a couple episodes and things. Yeah, most yeah. people were. Anyways, weird weird thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I don't know. Uh, I didn't really change anybody's like accents and whatnot, but a right. few of the people have changed. But I like the idea that they don't they don't talk about what country this is in. No. What war this is in? See, that's, that's why I was trying to keep it like. You know, you have maybe Sydney in like fatigues from world war two or then mm-hmm. and then you have fletcher in a little like maybe a little bit more like, high tech and max kind of in this weird or like a little like clearly 1950s bomber jackets instead mm-hmm. of 1945 or 1911 that's where you have like the pilot is yeah. in this like world war ii bomber jacket yeah and you're like i could kind of believe it but then i don't know what they were doing mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah, no, like, I I think this movie is one of those movies, one of those premises that has potential, but because of what it is, will never happen. Yeah. Right? Because the Kubrick estate is like, no, well, it's not leaving the archives. According to IMDb, it has been remade. Has it? As a movie called Downriver. Okay. Never but even heard of it. I'm guessing that's, well, yeah, it's probably like one of those really crappy... Someone took the... The, the, the premise. premise. Yeah. But even if... Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, even if Kubrick says no, or the Kubrick estate says no, remade as Down River in 2018, four soldiers trapped behind enemy lines must confront their fears and desires while finding a way back to their battalion. Down there River in 2018? Nobody that I recognize. Oh, yeah, this is... Yeah. Yeah. This looks like it was a student film. Mm-hmm. And it's an hour and ten minutes. So, yes. Yeah. Somebody reshot it. <laughs> and they look like they put it in Afghanistan. Yeah. So. Okay. Interesting. Do we want to, since we're, this is the first one, do we want to talk about Kubrick? Yeah, well, we, we would. You know, yeah. Are we on to the... Well, we passed the changes and all that stuff. Do I have any more changes? No. 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 Cool. Okay, yeah, let's talk about Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. We've done two? One? Two. 
We've done The Shining. The Shining and Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon, yeah. So. Or Lyndon Barry. I always get them backwards. <laughs> Barry Lyndon. But yeah, one of the um, most well-renowned more directors. centric director. Uh, definitely. I'd say in the list of people that we have done. The weirdest? The weirdest. Uh, Hitchcock was pretty freaking weird. Hitchcock was weird, but... <clears throat> I mean, well, I, w- I would say it goes Kubrick, Hitchcock, maybe Kurosawa. We really don't know. We didn't. And then Spielberg. Oh, out of like, the weirdest of the four we just did? Yeah. Definitely that order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Kubrick's just this, like, this movie is his first directorial debut. Compared to the other three we watched, Kurosawa was. Hmm. But it was also, I think, uh, 10 years earlier. Okay. Um, IMDb poll. Which director makes the strangest films in your opinion? The results from voting, starting with... Oh, no, this is... I have to vote. I don't want to vote. No, you probably have to vote. Okay, hold on. Let's see if I can vote it. Okay. Uh, results, 6,503 votes. David Lynch makes the weirdest films. Of course he would. <laughs> Tim Burton, then, next. Which I don't think is weird. I don't think that's... Um, but then, um... Haliandro Hodorowski is next after that. He does make super mm. weird films. Um, then Louis Brunel, Lars von Trier, Terry Gilliam. Lars von Trier makes fucked up movies. Um, Cronenberg. Terry Ed Gilliam Wood. will come back next week. There'll be conversation about that. Terry Gilliam? There was discussions before Kubrick died of making a sequel to next week's movie. And he wanted Terry Gilliam to direct it. Oh my god. I would have loved that. And Terry Gillian didn't find out this until after Kubrick had passed. Yeah. Kubrick isn't even on this list. Okay, but in terms of the four we did... <laughs> no, I know, but like... Kubrick is an eccentric. I would, I would not put Guillermo del Toro on a list of weirder, weirder directors than Stanley Kubrick. His stuff is definitely not weird. His stuff is fantastical. Yes. Terry Gilliam, 100%. <laughs> Brazil was a weird movie. <laughs> um, but speaking of um, wanting other people to direct it, like that's what happened with AI. Yeah. Was because he, him and he'd worked on that movie for like decades. Mm-hmm. And then he had contacted Steven to help him with it. And then he was like, okay, I can help you with it, but it's not really my, sh- my thing. Mm-hmm. And then when he died, he was like, the, the estate was like, Hey, Stanley really wanted you to do this. He wanted you to direct it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know if I really want to do that. And then apparently Tom Cruise was the one who's like, you should do it. Tom so Cruise he, isn't even in the movie. No, but he did Eyes Wide Shut, which oh, was yeah. Kubrick's last, right? So him and Kubrick knew each other. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah and then I, it turned out to be a weird movie. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I should go back and rewatch it. I think we it. talked about AI when we talked about Steven. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I, I kind of want to go back and rewatch it. Because I remember parts of it parts of it were were really really good and i actually i think jude law's part in it mm-hmm. as gigolo joe i think he did a really good job yeah. it was like the, it was like a really good like sing and dancey type of flow to the way he acted and stuff like that yeah. and um there was definitely some creepy parts like the flesh circus was mm-hmm. really creepy and really weird um but the ending was the ending just crystal, crystal skull level like yeah. stupid right so but what is the... um, Stanley Kubrick known for? The Shining. Mm-hmm. 2001 Space Odyssey. Not known for The Shining. Not known? Yes for 2001. Um, We've already mentioned another one. We've already done it. 
Oh, uh, Barry and Lyndon? It, yes. Wow. Clockwork. Barry Orange. Lyndon is hugely popular because of how it was shot. Yeah. Clockwork Orange. You were going to say it. Yeah, Clockwork Orange. Yes. I got and one more? One more. Is it one I'm going to guess? It's one that I've always wanted to do. It's a war movie. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. Correct. I I think... How tall are you, Private? <laughs> out of, out of, I didn't know they stitched <laughs> shit that high. Out of all the movies I've seen of his, and I haven't seen all of his movies, no. don't get me wrong, I think that one is great. I, think... I actually think Full Metal Jacket is a, is a really, really good satire mm-hmm. of how shitty war is. And, like, I haven't seen his... Oh, no. I haven't seen Strange Love. No, and I hadn't either, and... We're gonna, you know, spoiler alert, we're doing yeah, that next we're week. We're doing Josh next week. <laughs> um, but one of the things I always, because you always hear Kubrick is a perfectionist. Yes. And we remember that with Barry Lyndon and all that. And, and The Shining. And like, the Shining. He, had, like he, he made, killed. He made um, Jack Nicholson do that door thing, like. Yeah, because Jack Nicholson was an actual fireman <laughs> and cut through their prop door. <laughs> no, no, no like, but like when he put his head through the door, he oh, made yeah. him do like a whole bunch of things. But one of the things I always find weird, especially with like Full Metal Jacket and with Doctor Strangelove, because. Spoilers: Peter Sellers is Doctor Strangelove, and in three other roles, like he's three roles in that movie. The president, Doctor Strangelove, and the colonel and and Mandrake, Captain Mandrake. Yeah, but it's always weird because Kubrick is such a perfectionist and loves, and you know, he focuses on his shots and all this. But like the improvisation from these actors is what makes a lot of those movies. Like I only know Full Metal Jacket because of a Lee. What's his name? Arlie Ermy. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was an actual drill sergeant. Well, he was he was and there and knew how to do it. <laughs> he was there as a consultant yeah. to the drill sergeant in the movie, and he's like, he's "You're like, better than our actor. Do you yeah. want to just do it?" And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> but like, and like Peter Sellers, a lot of Peter oh, Sellers I can is Im- improvisation. I can imagine working with Peter Sellers would have driven Kubrick nuts. No, <laughs> Kubrick. Uh, we'll talk about it next. Yeah, week. Kubrick loved him. Hmm? Like that was the whole thing. Yeah. But that's what I always find weird because I always imagine Kubrick as this like, I need to get this, and you know you can't deviate from what I want. Yeah. But then you watch this piece of crap movie, sorry, and you're like, man, I'm surprised you got a career out. Yeah. <laughs> like I can see, as you said, you can watch this and you can tell it's a Kubrick film. Definitely. It's the shots. It's the way he shot, like yeah. those, because it's the um, when Sydney. I always keep. I always. I want to call him Sweeney for some reason. It's fine. When Sydney is going nuts and he's like looking directly at the camera and like rubbing mm-hmm. his head and all that, so I'm like, that's Kubrick. Yeah. Right. It's that. Such like, shiny. Even even in The Shining, Jack Nicholson did that. Like that mm-hmm. scene where he's just sitting on the edge of the bed, staring, staring, you know, like. Um, what do they, they call it the Kubrick stare where they, you know, the half tilt down and look yeah. up. Well, you always look, orange does that, yeah, right? You look nuts <laughs> and the slow smile. Yeah. Yeah. You look yeah. nuts and it's from Kubrick stuff. Like, um, yeah. yeah. He, he was a, he was an odd person and a weird director, but like, you can't deny the shot composition. Like Barry Lyndon, as stupid as that movie was, was looked beautiful yeah every every shot was a painting yeah like that's what we talked about it was too long it was this and this but you the watch acting it acting was bad the acting was bad but you watch it and it was gorgeous yeah like the shining the way it was framed and the way it was shot and the way it was like mm-hmm. put together is amazing yeah for me like not only that but like the sound design for the shining mm-hmm. 
because of the the trike going mm-hmm. through the hallways. Hardwood saw carpet. Hardwood's carpet. Yeah. Hardwood. It's just like that. Such a cool way. Like like you only would get that by driving around that set on that trike and him going, "I want to have that sound in my movie." And right. I don't know if I have. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, no, I don't have it in one of my fun facts, but like next week when we talk about it, they built the entire interior of the B-52 bomber for Dr. Strangelove from one photograph because the army or the air force would not give them. And there was one photograph in a British magazine and they rebuilt to perfection the interior. Like, yeah, seriously. We'll talk about it on yeah. Doctor Strange Love next week, but that one I'm way more fascinated and like I enjoyed it. But I also really like Peter Sellers. This one I did not enjoy. So, <laughs> so how yeah. do we? Are we? Are we done talking about Kubrick? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I will say, like you though. Sorry, we'll, no, no, it's okay. I was gonna say I can't see where his brilliance comes from, though. Mm-hmm. Right, like. The, the movies we're talking about, and it's one of the reasons why we chose them, is because they are such iconic movies. We didn't do 2001 Space Odyssey, no. but we've already done The Shining, and we've already done... And hey, well, apart from Kurosawa, all the directors we've done, were, we've done so far this, these we last two We did Kurosawa. Months. No, no, I know. But apart from Kurosawa, mm-hmm. the directors we've done this month were on that epic rap battle you like so much oh, yeah. with the directors. <laughs> The epic rap battles, yeah. <laughs> we all shit on Michael Bay. <laughs> but he brings in the money. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. We just didn't do... That's Tarantino a... was one of the other ones? Yeah, yeah, Tarantino. But that was always the problem, and that's the problem I have with the Oscars, and now we're on this tangent. It's fine. Is... It's, just, it's just a small cast. Yeah. Let's tangent. <laughs> the Oscars, that's always my problem, is they shit on like the Marvel movies when they were good. We're, we're having a decline. We'll get back there, people. But they always crap on them, but they're the ones that are breaking in the money yeah. for your studios. Well, Angela Bassett got an actress nomination for Black Panther. Which she should. She was amazing in yeah. it. Well, that one scene alone where she strips um, Okoye, Okoye of her, her generals and she talks about her family's all dead and it's like, Jesus, just, lady. <laughs> just the scene where like, she walks into the UN yeah. and it's just like commanding it and you're like, oh, damn. Bring in the French guys. I like we, that it was the French guys. Yeah. We know you did this, France. <laughs> oh, Whoa. shit. Whoa. Pardon. <laughs> I need to go. Yeah. But I think I we've had this conversation. I disagree and agree with you at the same time. Like I agree that like I for me the Oscars should be what those but the people who work on movies mm-hmm. feel are the best pieces of art from that year. And if they think that, then I think they should do that. But before 2018, mm-hmm. 2017, maybe a little bit before that, before that that was not happening. No. Like it just wasn't like, and it wasn't until they like really kind of mixed up and some changed up some people on the, mm-hmm. like some of the old people who hadn't made a movie in like 50 years. were still on the, the Academy yeah. and they were still voting on this shit, but like but they I, had no right to. I and, know. And, and it wasn't until Mad Max swept the goddamn Oscars that one year and like one best picture. And 
great movie, no right to win Best Picture. <laughs> no, but it is like, done. But but it, so it, it well. made so many people so happy to see such an amazing piece of art. Like the you know, I and I and I agree with you, but I also look at it as it like for me, and I know we always talk about this, like Robert Downey Jr. in Endgame. Yeah. The I agree fact, with you. He should have got something. He should have got something only on the fact that, okay, he's been playing a superhero and, oh, we don't get... But the, the acting in that in that one scene where he's talking to us, when he's talking to Captain America about where were you yeah. when we lost, you said we would be together no. and you weren't there. And we weren't, and you um, said we'd do it. Was, was better than his actual nomination for Tropic Thunder. I love Tropic Thunder, but. Though. No, I agree. Like, but like, no, just like that end scene of him dying. Yeah, like that moved so many people, mm-hmm. myself included. I cried like three times at the end. Oh movie. yeah, I cried like three times. <laughs> Happy got me the second time too. Yeah, when he's talking to Morgan. Uh, Avengers Assemble got me. Started, <laughs> not not quite. That got me, and then the when when um. It, I got a little misty when Peter and Iron Man got back together. Yeah. <laughs> and, the um, moment he snapped, I was when like, he's when he, when I realized what was happening, mm-hmm. I was like, "Shit, he's gonna die," because you could figure it out yeah. a couple of seconds before it actually happens. Um, and then, yeah, the funeral funeral gets me. The snap. The yeah. the Peter talking to him. Got me. Yeah. And then, yeah, when Happy talks to Morgan. Oh, and, yeah. he, and he's like... Oh, he's like, what do, you, what do you want? I want a cheeseburger. cheeseburger. Your dad he, liked cheeseburgers. But he has... And John Favreau was amazing there, too. Yeah. Because he has that moment of just, like, he's about to lose it. Mm-hmm. And then he just carries it on. Yeah. And you're like, motherfucker. Yeah, his his voice cracks a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But and, even Thor in that one, like... Yeah, and, and I, I, I really do think that Endgame should have been nominated for something. Yes, like acting wise, um, like even Best Picture. Like the thing is, we have ten Best Pictures. Mm-hmm. Like The Dark Knight was nominated for a Best Picture. Yeah, right. And like, Which, great, I mean, great movie. Yeah, great, great movie. Would never have won, but the fact that it got nominated makes it, you know, shows how important these things are to people. Yeah, right. So, but that's the thing. Like, I I can't even tell you what the great what or the great the greats. I can't tell you what best picture nominations are this year. Um, I can tell you one because I want it to win. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I would. That's the only <laughs> one that I now know of, and that I 100% agree with you. Yeah, because I want because she's no, uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh's nominated. Mm-hmm. The um, I think all three of the actress actors are nominated. Yeah, because I know the um, um, and then they're nominated for best picture. I can bring it up. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. We've, we've gone on a tangent here, people. Kubrick's okay. This movie was so boring. We are talking about the Academy Awards now. If you if you don't care, fast forward <laughs> for probably the next five minutes. Uh, actor in a leading role. Austin yeah. Butler. Colin Farrell. Brendan Fraser. Paul Mezgal. I think Brendan Fraser's probably going to win. And Bill Nye. No, it'll probably go to Colin Farrell or Bill Nye. For what? Living, I don't know what that is. He didn't know. He just he just gets it for a living. Oh, okay, <laughs> I thought that was the movie. It is the movie. I'm just okay. making it being a dick. I'm like, it's um, not Meryl Streep. She wasn't in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, actors in supporting role: uh, Brendan Gleeson, 
Brian Tyler, Brian Tree Henry from mm-hmm. Causeway, Judd Hirsch for Fablemans, Barry Coogan for Banshees of Inisherin, and then yeah, Key Queen Kwan for Everything Everywhere yeah. All at Once. Who um, actress in a leading role, Michelle Yeoh, mm-hmm. Michelle Williams, other people. All the Michelles this um, year. Actress in a supporting role, Angela Bassett. Sure, Wayne. For uh, Black, Black Panther. Panther. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everywhere, Everywhere, All at Once. And Stephanie Hsu for Everywhere, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And I hope it goes to her because she's... She was the daughter, right? She was the daughter. Yeah. She was... The uh, Everything what, Bagel? Yeah, the Everything Bagel. Uh, animated feature film. No what's, what's Best Picture. Best Picture. Where is that? Uh, film editing, international feature, music, music, it's best down. picture. All Quiet on the Western Front, which apparently was really, really good. Don't care. Avatar, definitely shouldn't be ordered. No. Um, Banshees of Inisherin haven't seen. No. Elvis, definitely shouldn't mm. get it. Um, everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Okay. The Fablemans, which is Spielberg, so. No. Um, Tar, which is that Kate Blanchett that she's nominated for. Um, Triangle of Sadness, which apparently is really, really good dark comedy. Um, Women Talking. I'm sorry, I don't know that one. And then the best movie of the year, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> it, it's going to be a toss-up. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, everything, everywhere, and all at once. Those are the two. Those are the only two I care about. <laughs> Go Top Gun. If that wins, it'd be like, what? <laughs> yes. Great movie. Not worth it. <laughs> Not the best picture of the year. Yeah. Okay, back to Kubrick. Let's get to the cast list. Was Kubrick ever nominated for anything? I don't know if he won anything. I always assume he probably has, but I don't know if he won an Academy Award for anything. Kubrick Oscar. Kubrick Oscars. Stanley Kubrick. Best visual effects. Adapted screenplay. Best Mm. picture, 1976. Awards. He had 46 wins, 65 nominations. Wow, okay. Uh, he was nominated for a ton of stuff. He won Oscars um, for Best Effects, special, special Visual Effects for 2001 Space Odyssey. Okay, that makes sense. Um, that was the only Oscar. Oh, okay. Uh, he won Best Director for Barry Lyndon for the BAFTAs. Mm-hmm. Um, he was... an honorable mention winner for best foreign film for eyes wide shut in the polish filmmakers critic award Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> okay let's talk about the cast <laughs> yeah that's, that's basically so it. short cast obviously it's only five people we did include the girl i have six. Oh, okay you must have cast one of the um... i have the general okay oh do you not have oh because you're yeah i'm doubling mine up you're doubling yours yeah up. which is something i'm not going to do for next week no i didn't i yeah we'll talk about next week next week um but yes so we'll start with actually the girl the girl uh, originally played by virginia leith leith can't really say originally played on the win originally played by because all she did was stand there Um, she did some fishing well actually she walked out of the water okay so Mm -hmm. and she died yeah um she is known for the brain that wouldn't die a kiss before dying Ooh. A Violet Saturday. Okay. And something called the 20th Century Fox Hour, which was a TV series. <laughs> I thought you were just going to keep going. Like, it was the 20th Century Fox Hour special oh. edition of 
Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. She was born in 1925 and died in 2019. Oh. Uh, 94 years old. Hmm. Not bad. Not bad at all. Can't really say she was a great actress because I'm sorry you didn't say anything and you stood there. So, mm-hmm. but good job. Good job. You got a hundred dollars probably for like the three last days. thing she was in was in 1980, a mm. show called Continuum. Nope. Yeah. Condominium. Condominium. My apologies. Continuum is a completely different show. But it's also a different word. Mm. <laughs> um, Who'd you have? Um, I had who I thought of the moment she walked on screen and i picked natalie dormer okay because jesus christ this woman looked like natalie dormer (laughs) yeah i can see it like (laughs) and like the moment she walked on screen i'm like is that her mom or grandma (laughs) like jesus (laughs) yeah uh, not only that but like i think she's a really good actress i thought she was great in game of thrones and Mm -hmm. um she did a really bad horror movie after that but you know she was good in it um, it was about the Japanese suicide forest, which is kind of in bad taste. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. I, again, I want this to be... I picked her, one, because of how much she looked like the original actress, and I just couldn't get it out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, but because of how I wanted to re-roll it... Re-roll it? Wow. Re-roll! Rework it? Um, or recast it, yes, sir. Yeah, recast it. We're now uh, re-rolled. Now it's D and D. Yeah. Um, to recast it, um, I wanted her twice. the 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 way she played that character. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own joke. Yeah, way they play that character because she. I want this to be kind of like um, the devil on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. She kind of was that in Game of Thrones. She was a little bit conniving and behind the scenes and all oh, that stuff. Oh, she very much was. So and then know. she got blown up. Yeah. Go Cersei with a lot of people. Wait, why is Cersei not here? <laughs> oh, you oh, people no. did not know. <laughs> oh, no. Jonathan Price? No! <laughs> eh, he deserved it. He did. He was a bad person. He was a dick. Well, no, nobody in the Game of Thrones was a good person. Nobody in Game of Thrones was a good person. The dire wolf was. Uh, Brand of Tarth might, might have been. Yeah. You know what? We will give it. Yeah. Because I really like her as an actress. And her turn on Sandman as <sighs> basically Lucifer. As Lucifer. Yeah. Was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that scene with her and... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, Jim Sturgis? Yeah. That's... Is it him? That's the Sandman. No. That's the actor who plays the, the scene, Sandman. The scene where they have their, like, combat... Their, yeah. Their mind duel. so good. I don't know. Just the fact that she literally towers over other people and and acts like it mm-hmm. it's just it's great it's, it's great yeah now the drummer who did you have um so i went with yasmin fletcher okay uh you may remember her from miss marvel okay as the friend uh, nakia okay nakia the one who was running for the one running for council yeah okay of the, of the temple. like her 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 good friend mm-hmm. So yeah, I did. I mean, I did change up the ethnicity a little bit, but again, this is like a I did, weird. I did that with my military guys. Yeah, well, I did that too. Yeah. Um, but she's younger, and I kind of wanted that like whole. Again, going back to the whole hero complex thing, like we're here to save you, mm-hmm. but we don't really know where they are, what they're doing. So I just wanted somebody that was, I don't know, foreign to Sydney. Let's put it. Okay. So, yeah. And she was a good actress. 
Wow. I didn't know this. I noticed this before. One of the other women fishing in the river mm-hmm. was played by Toba Kubrick, who was married to Stanley. Yeah. Because <laughs> he probably needed another person. Yeah. Hey, can you go stand in this river? I'm making this film. Stanley, you'll never make it as a director. You wait and see. We're getting a divorce. <laughs> Goes on to become one of the most famous directors of all time. Maybe because this was such a terrible movie and he knows it, he went, I can do better and I'm going to always do it's better. It's possible. Maybe he, maybe this was like before he was a perfectionist type of thing. Yeah. Like, That's what I mean. oh, that'll do. Like, We'll do type. one shot and we'll move on. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no. We're going to do a hundred shots because I don't want another fear and desire on my hands. It's got, have you uh, have you ever heard stories of how Eastwood directs? No. Uh, he'll, he doesn't say like action or cut or anything like that. He just goes, okay. <laughs> and it's like, eh, good enough. <laughs> do you, like, want, do you want to give me some feedback? <laughs> no. We're done. Moving on. I'm old. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, I think more of the part is the fact that he... I think some of the actors have said this, like, he knows from the other side of the camera what mm-hmm. what it takes to make a good shot because he actually is a really good director. Oh, yeah. Like, so he knows... Even if you don't think it looked good, he yeah. knows that it did. And he can, you know, he'll be, you know, so... Maybe we'll do that one day. We'll do actors... Actors turn directors. Actors turn directors or and actors... not the other dra- way Actors around. directing themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'll be a little harder when we don't have to cast that and be like, you're now directing as well. No, not necessarily. Get in there, Simon Pegg. (laughs) Okay, next on your list, or am I doing the general? Uh, Do the general, because I didn't do the general. So I went with the general. I didn't do the captain, because I figured the general was... And I didn't do the whole um, same actors playing. Mm. So I went with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, because... Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yeah, you want an imposing guy <laughs> who can play a general, but mm-hmm. can also be a little sympathetic because you don't really know yeah. is he just a terrible person or whatnot. So, yeah, good yeah. old Negan. Yeah, <laughs> of course. If you want somebody that's an asshole? You you can no, but he's a good actor. Or at Thomas it, right? Wayne. Yeah. Batman Begins. Yeah. 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 Not not the Batman or Batman the comedian. Um, God, oh yeah, I always forget he was the comedian. Yeah. And um, so good in that role too. I, people haven't talked about it since the, but like for the Flash trailer that just came out, mm-hmm. I think it'd be awesome if we got him, Jeffrey D. Morgan, as the Flashpoint Batman for oh. at least a scene, as like the Thomas Wayne, the Thomas Batman. Wayne Batman who's using guns. <laughs> yeah, and... I think because people could. think that Christian Bale is going to come back for a scene. But I think that's overstepping. I think if you're going to get somebody from Zack Snyder's, or sorry, from um, uh, Christopher Christopher Nolan, Nolan yeah. yeah, you're going to get Bane. Yeah, maybe. Horror. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's just uh, Tom Hardy in a mask. No, it's, nobody um, likes Tom Hardy's face apparently. Uh, um, the guy who does it for the Harley Quinn oh, show. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I will look it up while Doug we... Benson. Okay. Doug Van does it. Does the voice. <laughs> I, I'm here to complain about my henchmen. <laughs> that show did so, so many good. things right. <laughs> so good. And when like, we give him the shitty chair. <laughs> he's just like, why? 
like that was like as, as good quote unquote good as the new Suicide Squad movie was. The fact that the- Ron Funches wasn't King Shark bothered me because <laughs> I love his King Shark. His King Shark. <laughs> I think we talked about this before. I think it's episode three or four when they break him out of jail and he yells at the end of it. Crack I will kill up. every one of you. <laughs> I like prison. <laughs> yeah. That was such a good show. Okay. That was my general, by the way. So we yeah. went on another tangent. Back to DC. Okay. And... Uh, let's do... Fletcher? Um, yeah, Fletcher wasn't it. He talked the least. I think. Yeah, I didn't. I honestly could not remember which one was Fletcher. He for, was the other one. He was the one. That, he was the not the one who went nuts. Yeah, and not the one who wanted to kill everything. No, he was just the <laughs> one that wanted yeah. to. Who went with uh, Corby and yeah. took the plane and. Yeah. So. Oh, I guess I'm up. You are up. So hold on. Oh, we still have to me. do our thing. Fletcher was played. Fletcher and the captain were played by Stephen Coit. Oh, he played the captain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is known for The Long Goodbye, mm. this movie, Ben Casey, and Captains and Kings. I would not want to be known by this movie, by mm. the way. But He was born in 1920 and died in 2005 oh. at the age of 84. Mm. Good life. Yeah. Does that mean our woman was older than him? Probably. Wow. Weird. She's probably older than Sydney too. Hmm. All okay. right. I changed Fletcher up. Okay. I I brought in a, a badass chick. Okay. I wouldn't call her a chick. God, she'd probably kick my ass. I went with Ruby Rose. Okay. Because I figured she could. She play would definitely a, kick your ass. She would totally kick my ass, and I, and I do apologize. Um, Being but know, she is knowing a badass what she, knowing woman. what she is. Yeah. 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 Does she? Yes. I said badass woman. I was like, did I use the right? Yeah, she's a she. Yes. Yeah. Um. Wow, I got completely off. Yeah, she's really good. Well, she's not a great actress, but she's badass. But she's a good actress, and if you give her minimal lines, but you just have like that... John Wick 2. John Wick 2? They even Googled us, puts her as Australian model. Yeah. But John Wick 2 is where I was coming from. I never saw the Batwoman series, the first one. She was good, but yeah, she... uh... That was that Whatever. was bad. <laughs> well, no, they treated her so poorly. Yeah, yeah. And, well, so. She, clearly, she left after season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you want a like, and again, whether it's a marine, whether it's just a soldier, whether it's some form, like I wanted to bring in other parts of this where it, you can kind of throw it up. Where you're like, this is clearly not. World War Two or the Vietnam War because yeah. there's a there's a there's woman, a woman on the, in, <laughs> in this yeah. weird mixture of soldiers. So, mm-hmm. um, and I figured Fletcher was a good spot to kind of bring in somebody and then change Fletcher up. That it's just not this background person. Like that's basically all he was. Yeah. So well, the thing is, like he was the background person, but then he had more lines as the captain mm-hmm. than he really did as Fletcher. Yeah. Right. So. Who so. was your Fletcher? Um, I picked Ross Butler. Ooh, yeah. From Shazam. Yep. And um, I believe the new Shazam. I don't think they got different actors. Um, no, I think they kept the same yeah. same Shazam Why? actors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was good in that. And like, just, I wanted, I wanted him to kind of be 
not background, but like he's talking and stuff, but no one's listening to him. Yeah. Right. He's like, am I really here? Kind Are of. Are you guys really listening right? to me? Because I wanted each one of them to have this their own little, little hang-ups. Yeah. Right? Like, I wanted this person to be that, like, no one's listening to me. Why do I bother type of thing. We should build a raft. We should build a raft. Yeah, kind of like that. Did I not just say that? Yeah. Like... <laughs> so, and I think, not that, like, the, the, the Shazam people had that because they were all very super confident and everything, mm-hmm. but... Because, you know, they were gods. Um, basically. So, but yeah. Well, so it's Black Adam, you know. He was basically a god. Well, that's the DC universe. Gods coming down to deal with people. Yeah. Right. Shazam. We had to come up with an and entirely Batman different... like, ac- no! Acronym. <laughs> uh. yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, Ross Butler. Yeah. Okay. Works. Shall we do Sydney next? Sydney. Our little crazy boy. Yep. Played by Nev Campbell. <laughs> oh. Sydney from yep. Scream. I got there. I got there. I got there. Hello, um, Sydney. Uh, played by Paul Mazursky. Mm. Uh, he is known for An Unmarried Woman, mm. Harry and Tonto, uh, Bob and Carol, and Ted and Alice. Is that one movie or is that like <laughs> three movies that you just <laughs> rambled off? Uh, no, it's one movie Bob okay. and Carol and Ted and Alice. With the ampersand as the and, not the okay. word and. He plays Man Screaming at the Institute. He's uncredited for that. And, and Bloom in Love. Ooh. Yeah. Man Who Screams at a Seagull in that one. Uh, he did a voice in Kung Fu Panda 2, where he was a musician bunny. <gasps> uh, he died in 2014. Oh. At the age of 84. Can't, can't say I remember Kung Fu Panda 2, but... Or Musician Buddy. Or Musician Buddy in Kung Fu Panda. Only thing I ever remember is Jack Black. But, uh, yeah. So. Hmm. He did not grow up to look like his his uh, younger self. No. He kind of grew up to look like a, a weird version of Al Pacino. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> not Not what I would have... Pictured that as, but who's your who's your Sydney? Oh, I guess it's me, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you're up. Uh, my apologies. Um, I picked um, R.J. Siler, Skyler, Kyler. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Okay. Um, he was the Blue Ranger in the Power Rangers movie, kind of the nerdy one. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you meant like the old like, school Power Rangers movie in the '90s, and I'm like, who was like super into Krispy Kreme? Oh yeah. Um, but he also was in. God, I never remember the name of this stupid Western movie. <sighs> By the way, just the, the original actor, Paul Marzuki, yeah. he was the psychologist in Ants at the beginning of the film. Okay. Interesting. I was going through his list, but I'm like, do I know that? Harder they fall. Harder they fall. That great, great Netflix Western that they had. With Lakeith Stanfield and Idris Elba and Jonathan Majors. He was the young whippersnapper who wanted to be the fastest kid in the West. Who ended up just getting annihilated by Lakeith Stanfield's character. Yeah. But he was... Everybody in that movie was great. And yeah. I kind of... Every time I talk about that movie, I want to watch it again. Mm -hmm. You should. I should. But yeah. Because I wanted him... I wanted this character to be... Like, the rookie. Yeah. Because they don't give him a gun no. right away. Um, 
until the until he's like, I'm going to give you my gun. You watch her, and then they leave, and he's like, I don't know if I should have left him. <laughs> you are the worst. Yeah. Um, but I think I think he could because he was kind of this kind of cocky attitude in that movie. Mm-hmm. But then the Power Rangers not cocky attitude because he was the nerdy kid, right? Yeah. Um. So like. The, the the flipping between that is kind of mm-hmm. what I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Yeah. So, who did you have? Oh, Joe Keery. Nice. Because you can see him. He's not quite that young, which is a little weird. Because he's actually older than I, I thought he was. Um, but for me, it's more of the, he does have that more... Yeah, he was born in 92. Okay, so he's not... What, he's 30? God, that's right. He's like 30. But he has a much younger look to him. But it's that going crazy that I feel like he would be able to pull off really well. Yeah. And just like have that like in the beginning, not fun, but more, I guess, more confident, more whatnot. And then just degrades and goes down. And I feel like he could do that descent into like insanity and then just fly off the handle really well. Probably. So, yeah, Joe Keery. Come on, Stranger Things. No. He's 30. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just like... Uh, I didn't think he was quite that old. He unfortunately is. Wow. And they, they talked about it in interviews when um, Stranger Things 4 came out. Yeah. Because um, Dustin was turning like 20 or something like that. And he's mm. like, you're turning 20? Already? Because <laughs> I think it was him and it was him and it was Joe Carey, Dust, the guy who plays Dustin, who's I can't, um, mm-hmm. Matt, whatever, Gaten, Matt, yeah. um, and then the guy who played Quinn or Quinn, whatever his name is, the guy with the guitar. So anyway. Um, Gaten, Matt has Razzo. Yeah, sure. Okay. Next. Mac. Mac, who's oddly enough the top of the um, IMDb cast list. Yeah, um, Frank Silvera. Oh yeah, I know him. He's from um, Fear and Desire, mm-hmm. and Killer's Kiss, and Hombre, and the Appaloosa. Seems like he did a lot of westerns. He was a Mexican bandit in Hombre. Hmm. Yep. Not as much westerns as one of our actors from next week. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I'm up. Oh, hold on. I always do this. Yeah. Born in 1914. Quite old. Uh, died in 1970 at the age of 55. Not quite so old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, so. not as old. Um, okay. I just realized I spelled this guy's name wrong. Mm-hmm. Huh. His IMDb thing goes, he was a highly successful black actor-director. Hmm? Because of his light-skinned appearance, he transcended race and ethnicity in his performances. I didn't even... Nope. Notice. Didn't even realize that. I thought he was just, like, Italian. <laughs> well, there we well, go. Well, he kind of acted that way. Kind of, yeah. Right? So. Oh. Huh. I didn't, I didn't choose my actor because of that. I didn't... I didn't definitely really... did not. Couldn't... <laughs> I kind of feel bad now. <laughs> I, I do too, but whatever. Um, I went with Anthony Mackie. 
Okay. Because Anthony Mackie. Yeah, because he's the new captain. <laughs> it's new Captain America, okay? Well, you didn't pick him for the captain. No, but he's Captain America. <laughs> um, no, he's he's good. He's great. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't choose a black actor for a black actor. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to Well, I chose a white person, so okay. Well <laughs> one of us is an asshole. We don't know which one. No, but um Mac is this kind of weirdly fixated on, on killing. Killing and yeah. and getting this done and I just feel I mean we've had Anthony Mackie be the other side of that, right? With his his turn as Falcon and kind of like that brought steve back a little bit mm. and and because he's funny when he needs to be yep um wait but, how, do you, how do you know gandalf because <laughs> it came out in 1930 i read the original <laughs> the version i read was different than the version you got riddles in the dark was totally different <laughs> oh. he didn't the, the version bucky would have read yeah did not have the one ring in it didn't have like the ring being significant. He Gollum gave Bilbo the ring in that version. He didn't find it. It wasn't his birthday present or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He won the he won the contest and Gollum gave him the ring. Yeah, because it wasn't important until he was like, "Huh, I can build a whole trilogy of books around this." <laughs> so, I'm trying to remember the version I read. You probably read the updated one. I thought he. I thought Bilbo found the ring. He did. And then he's, that's he, why he's like, he, what's in my pocket? He found the new one. That's in the new version. Okay. That's like when George Lucas went back and. No. No. <laughs> we don't talk about this. 100%. And nope. changed his movies. Can't get out. <laughs> Which is also why Steven Spielberg does not change his movies anymore. Um, yes. Anthony Mackie as Mac. Okay. Who'd you have? So I was somebody because I want this person to be like the. I'm good at killing. This is, is this the only thing I'm good at type of person? That's why he wants mm-hmm. to, right? And I know this is a little bit weird because he's not generally known for being like a big actor. Mm-hmm. But I picked uh, Joe Manginello. Mel Manginello. <laughs> I know, I just had a lot hard last name to say. I think he's good when he really wants to be. I would have loved to have seen him as Deathstroke. Kind of a... Kind of, kind of disappointed we never got to see him mm-hmm. fighting Ben Affleck's batman in a ben affleck batman movie mm-hmm. um but like he was i don't know if you saw love death and robots yeah season three yeah he had that one where he was the military guy in one of the in the one where they were going into like that cavern shooting all those like weird bugs he was one of the military guys in that one and like yeah so why am i not there's so many good love death and Robot. it was um Kind of like a Cthulhu type monster at the bottom of this underground oh, okay, pyramid yeah. that was trying to get them to free him. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the the soldiers in that, which is kind of why I, I wanted mm-hmm. to pick him for this. He's well, and he's he, also physically imposing. Well, he was also in Magic Mike's because whatever, yeah. but he's also a huge D and D player. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I give you, I, I give you that one. He could totally play this. I think it's kind of a shame he's not in the D and D movie. You don't know. He could show up. I, I, you know, I, somebody somebody had to call in, and be like, I can't make it today to the the D and D movie. I I, I, I I think they should just have either like a post credit sequence or something, some sort of sequence where it's just the main cast 
sitting in a tavern and it just kind of like pans around the film and like the critical role cast is there dressed as some of their characters Vin Diesel's there in the background <laughs> dressed as his character like yeah like because that was basically the last witch hunter I think kind of was, yeah was based on his D&D character yeah. they no, they just need to do the they bust into a tavern or something and there's a group of people playing like humans in business, <laughs> humans and, it's the, business. and it's the critical role people all just sitting around the table going I do my taxes <laughs> They're like, what are you guys doing? Roll, roll for tax evasion. Roll for, for tax, tax evasion. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> How do you want to sign this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I use longhand. I use longhand. Oh, all it right. takes you an extra hour, but you get all the you dot all the i's and cross all the t's. Okay. What did you roll? I rolled a ten. You missed a T. <laughs> no! You missed Form 48B. <laughs> Bureaucracy, the D&D convention. <laughs> oh, no. I just realized something. What? Your next person? Yep. Okay, well, it's my go first. Okay, go. <laughs> um, so this is our, our, our Lieutenant Colby. Corby? Corby. Corby. Um, flight, or also flight. the general. Yeah. Uh, the guy who was clearly the pilot. Yeah. Um, who also randomly took charge over all these army he people? He was technically the ranking officer. So I still find that just weird. Um, he's known for this movie, the Tennessee Ernie Ford Show, Ooh. Um, and Alfred, an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Okay, and something called Star Time. Oh, Star Time! I have no idea what that is. Mm. So, um, born in 1924, died in 2009 at mm. 85. Not one person from this movie is still alive. So, we don't get those that often. No. So, well, more this H month Hitchcock. than more this month than anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, my go. In fact, Spielberg's the only one still alive. Technically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones are in tubes somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Kurosawa's cryogenically frozen in Disneyland for some reason. Right Disneyland next to Japan. <laughs> um, I picked Ryan Gosling. Okay. Um, because I like when he does stuff mm -hmm. that's kind of like that subdued crazy man. Um, like Drive comes to go Drive comes to mind, stuff like that. I think he, um, oops, um, he does those really quite well. And I kind of wanted him from the beginning for this mm -hmm. part. So, yeah. Then I think it'd be fun to see him playing two different parts. So. I don't really have much to say because, like, I really just picked him because I like the way he acts. That was fine. Yeah. So I picked Chris Pine because <laughs> oh, I wanted D &D. A, I wanted a charismatic <laughs> person to play this, and Steve Trevor. Yeah, another World War One pilot. <laughs> there you go. All right, but it's because he could play those parts so well, and I mean, yeah, it's a bit of a weird typecast because he has played the fighter pilot. Mm -hmm. and we won't talk about Wonder Woman too, um, but you know, just having that that. But it, it's the charismatic. It's the oh, I was about to say Spock, and I was like, no, it's the Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. But it's that kind of like that I'm swashbuckling. Taking, I'm taking charge here, yeah. and that's what I want because it felt like at the beginning they didn't know what they were doing, and he just kind of like, we need to do this, mm -hmm. and they're like okay and then like every other you got any have you got any better ideas well we could do this and this 
We're doing the raft. We're doing like, the raft. Let's get back to the raft. We ran away from it two yeah. days ago, and we're going back. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So I went with Chris Pine. Nice. Okay. Well, that's it for Fear and Desire. Thank God. I mean, now we only have to talk about this once more in our lives, and then never again. Yeah. Because eventually we'll do a ranking of the these this year's this movies. Is, this is my... Uh, this is so far the bottom of our list, this yes. This is at the bottom of the list. Yeah. So your your competition is stiff though. So <laughs> yeah. oh, we, we might do some, we might do some pretty shit movies this year. <laughs> is it worse than Existence? So <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get there. One day we'll do the full rankings. Well, we have the we have the chart from last time, yeah. so we'll we'll add to it. But okay, well, where can they find us? You guys can find us on podcasts. We're here. We don't really do Twitter and Facebook and stuff anymore, but uh, maybe we'll get back to that eventually. No, because we're old men who don't know technology. Yeah. Uh, where can they find you? Oh, hey. <laughs> the Canuck Comic Eye store will probably be reopening its doors come April. I would say April. Okay. It's taking some time. Got some moves coming up. Sounds good. But... And then Kubrick. We have one more director, one and then more director. we are done. And then we're done for the directors. We call it quits. That's it. Final episode of Recasted. No, we're joking. We got more movies coming out this year. Yep. Some fascinating ones. And God, so, I hope we don't do any really crappy ones. Really crappy ones? Crappy ones. Crappy. Well, we can avoid the crappy ones. No. Because <laughs> some of them are you just, you've never seen them, and you're like, I should see Foul this. Foul play. Huh. Existence. Existence. I think Existence was a bad movie, but like everything you read about that movie is like, oh, this movie is this movie is a good movie. It's like, uh, no, no, this movie's not a good movie. This movie's a piece of, piece of garbage. The Elephant Man. It was a good movie. It was just depressing as shit. It was so depressing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, from all of us here at Recasted, go watch Doctor Strangelove or How I Learned to Love the Bomb. <laughs>